morning, good afternoon, good evening. As soon as I come about to do songs of praise, there, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> hi, welcome to the highly caffeinated fitness weigh-in. That's episode four, and I've got it right four times so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, episode four. Um, we've been keeping a monitor on our um, podcasting, and thank you for listening. Um, there's more than one one man and his dog. There seems to be a few people listening, which is Pe- always people like listening to you, Andy. No, oh my god, they're listening for <laughs> they're listening for your laugh and my just taking the piss really more than anything else. Uh. Um, so yeah, no, it was good. So we have some more questions, um, and we're going to get stuck in about them. Um, so the first question is, I've got a weak lower back, and I've never been good at barbell squats. Lower back stops progression, but my legs are strong in other exercises. I also am weak in a fixed barbell bench press due to shoulder injuries, and I feel more natural on dumbbells. Should I stop forcing progression on barbell and chest and barbell squat and chest press, and stick to what I'm good at, or try and progress my weaknesses? You're up. You go first. You're up. Um. So if there's if there's ever a weakness or a weak area on the body, I would always want to address that issue first, um, because it's no good in just brushing that under the carpet and then ignoring that weakness that's there. Especially when it comes to back, I'm a little bit concerned when anybody says to me that they have a weakness in your back. It is the middle chain of everything, you know. It's it's probably the most important part. You know, it keeps you your posture, your core stability. Um, so yeah, it's a very, very important area to, for you to work on. So if you have a weakness there, um, I would definitely suggest that you address that and build the strength there. I understand why you wouldn't want to do squats, because if, if you have a weak back, yeah, you're probably looking at crumbling under the bar. Um, so yeah, maybe not necessarily do squats, but I would definitely look at doing specific exercises that would strengthen the back in order to progress onto squats. Yeah, I think um, I'm kidding about two camps on this one. One, miss it out. Um, you can build a great set of legs without squatting, um, and squatting's one exercise out of a whole host of exercises yeah. that you can use. Um, and barbell bench is also, it's an exercise that I love because I'm good at it, and I've got ego behind it, and I can lift a fucking shitload of weight in comparison to it for me yeah in comparison to other people I probably bench like a fucking sparrow but um, dumbbells are a better position especially with a shoulder if you've got yep. an issue with a shoulder because you can move the dumbbell to where your shoulder isn't sore whereas a barbell being fixed means that you have to move through this, that plane of movement at all times yeah. which may be the one that aggravates your shoulder what I would suggest is exactly as Shona said there I would First off, the, the first thing that I have in my little black diary is well, I've got it on my phone. Show it, show, 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 show <laughs> black diary. Show it, show that's it. for something else. That's for something else. <laughs> that's that's definitely been empty for the past <laughs> four years. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, where were we? Where were we? I've lost my train of thought. Oh, um, I've shown us number for injury diagnosis and some um, having a look at. Uh, potential injuries and how we can work around these things you need to go and see somebody to get things fixed so whether that be a physio whether it be getting a massage regularly depending on your job you might find that you know your shoulders are an issue because of what you're doing day to day but I would definitely try and get things fixed but you can train around them until such times as that's the case but again 
there's no reason why you need to squat you don't need to bench if you feel that you're more comfortable using dumbbells for yeah. chest pressing keep on using them well, I mean that that person's not a power lifter, so there's absolutely no need for them to do squats or bench. Like, yeah. Or, or bench. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't enjoy squatting, so I just don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Whereas, whereas I'm the opposite. I quite I do enjoy squatting. I don't do massively heavy anymore, whereas I used to do quite a, a wacky weight. Yeah. Um, mainly because my knee doesn't like going on to like anything above. 180, 190s, my knee just goes, yeah. how about fucking no? Um, <laughs> and that's included with wearing knee sleeves as well. But yeah, there's 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 always ways around these things. There's always ways yeah. to work around them. But I think the biggest thing is, is you need to make sure that you try to address the situation or the injury or the issue yeah. because it can then read its head in other places. Mm-hmm. So although you may not want to squat, your back might start playing up when you're leg pressing and it's the yeah. same positional of movement bar the fact you're seated so you you do really need to sort of have a look and make sure that these things are getting are, are being either fixed or on their way to being yeah. fixed I would definitely say lever length plays I mean I know how tall this person is so lever length definitely plays a role in that I can understand why barbell bench would cause some sort of discomfort yeah. when his arms are double the length of yours. Yeah, exactly. And so, that's and that's it. A lot of a lot of programming and making an, an exercise selection, a lot of people don't take these things into account. So the amount of the amount for someone who's got longer arms, they'll need to be able to press a lot heavier to shift or be able to be stronger to be to shift the same load because of the length of lever. Yeah. Longer the lever the harder it is. Um, try it with, for instance, a lateral raise. Try a 10 kilo lateral raise with your elbow bent. Then try it straight armed. The longer the lever, the harder the weight works yeah. against it. So yeah, absolutely. I think um, there's no reason why you have to do an exercise, but there's also no reason why you still can't make sure that that injury or that issue is being looked at and made, make sure that it's being um, looked after. Because yeah. the last thing that you want is to get to like later on in life and end up having fucking dodgy back because you never ever got looked at or having yeah. shoulder issues because you never you didn't decided that you were you would be fine and you would just work around. <laughs> how many old school how many old school gym users do you see who we've known for years that it's like it's like fucking Walking Dead. It's like literally yeah. they're like it's like a mummy. They're like virtually mummified. They've got elbow sleeves, shoulder yeah. sleeves, knee sleeves, or kind of calf sleeves because they're trying to hold themselves together. Because back at that point, it was unfashionable to go and see yeah. a physio. I don't know why. I think it's it's still a little bit like a badge of honour. They're like, oh, I've got this injury, but you know what? I just I just power on. <laughs> and and who's it that normally does it? Blokes. It, yes, it is. It it's is a hundred percent. That. Females are quick to go, oh, I've got a niggle here, better get that addressed. Exactly. The guy's like, it's fine, it's fine. It's like, mate, <laughs> your, uh, yeah, your collarbone's like, snapped in two and <laughs> your, your pet's unattached at the, the, at the sternum. It's fine, I'm still benching. <laughs> All right, mate, okay, sure. But yeah, definitely, I think, we're, um, I think men are very, very guilty of pushing through. And this is another one, that maybe another question that comes up is, about it regularly for me is about training around injuries and um, you can train around injuries we, we spoke in the last episode about yep. training if you have an injury that you can still train if you have had a broken leg you can still do upper body yeah you could still if you you know if you hurt your shoulder you can still do legs you can still do abs all these things but the, sm- the, the smart way of doing that is training around the injury not through it 
So don't think it's a badge of honour. I think this is going to be controversial. Oh, here we go. Um, I think CrossFit's been very bad for that. I think CrossFit look at themselves as a badge, or certainly in the early days of it, looked at it as a badge of honour that they just trained through being fucked up. Because I think a lot of them now are being much smarter and they're much cleverer yeah. about their training and about not training through injuries. But I think when CrossFit first came on the scene, the num you must have seen a okay, massive rise in seeing people. Because it was loads of shoulder injuries for some reason. Legs fine, knees yeah. fine, shoulders. Over overuse, exercises that they probably shouldn't have been doing at the time, and training through injuries. Yeah. Bodybuilders are exactly the same. You know what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to chuck bodybuilder. I'm, I'm not chucking CrossFit under the bus. Chucking <laughs> bodybuilder under the bus. They're, Throw they're, them all in there. Just chuck them all in the bin. They're they're just as bad because it's the ego driven. Oh, it's fine. Oh, oh my elbow's really sore and it's falling off. But uh, I'll just go <laughs> try. And, I'm gonna go try and bench my two hundred kilos. And you're like, mate, you fucking use some brains. Have some brains. Um, and that's not a denigration on CrossFit or bodybuilding. It's more to do with the the macho side of stuff. Yeah. And to be fair, when I say macho, that's not just men. There's women that are extremely no, like that as well. That, yeah. There is you know, the occasional woman that does so that. who's just fucking trains through Laura she's fucking awful at it like my wife she's, oh she's, you're throwing your she's wife not, she's the getting, I'll chuck her under the bus as well <laughs> she's awful oh I've got a really sore ankle and with this year in the gym fucking box jumps oh, box jumps and running and you've got a twisted ankle get off the fucking ankle do upper body <laughs> listen <laughs> anyway enough of my marital, marital disputes um, <laughs> question number t- two slash three because we've always put a couple in there um, any tips on how to tell if you're working hard enough well that's a difficult one it is because we have obviously lots of people use things like doms how they, much they sweat is to uh, yeah. uh, how hard they're or how much effort they're putting in but we know that that's not the case. No. I mean, even watches, to a degree, they will give you some form of intensity that you're working to. Um, but as technology, at the end of the day, it's... Uh, we still don't know the where areas, the algorithms are and yeah. what they actually monitor. And that, I think that's the thing. I think the more confident and the more you understand your own body when it comes to things like training the more you'll know when you're pushing and yes. when you can push harder and when you need to drop back the levels a bit. Yeah. I think it's um, it's a very it's a very I think you need to be very intuitive when you're when you're thinking when you're thinking about training. Um, especially stuff around like going back to the last question about injuries and stuff as well. You need yeah. to be very intuitive about what you're doing. You know, if you've got a bit of an a bit of a dodgy shoulder that day, take a day, put an extra day yep. in where you're working away from your shoulders. I think it's um, a misconception as well that you should be working 110% every single session and that's not the case because the body is not designed to do that on a daily basis. It, it has its peaks and its troughs depending on the food intake that you've had the day before, um, your energy levels, your sleep recovery. Time um, of the month if you're female. Time of the month, yeah. If you're female, if you're in a menses phase, you're not going to lift as much as you would if you were in perhaps a luteal phase, for example. So yeah you're not going to do 100% every single day so it's it's funny yeah it's a hard question to answer because work you could not work very hard one day but it is the maximal amount that your body is capable of doing if that yeah. makes sense 
but also as well, you'll have you have good days and bad days as well. So there'll be days where I'm looking at my training and I'll go, like, I'm old school. I have my notepad and pen, and I look through it. And I'm like, fuck, that training session was a bit shit. But I look at it and go, oh, my volume across the session was higher than the session that I felt I was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of it's as well about how you perceive it yourself in your head. Um, but I don't think the biggest one with that is don't don't overthink on that one. Don't worry too much. If you're managing to progressively overload, if you manage to get more sets and reps, but more load, you know, and you're doing that regularly and you'll be able to push it a bit, I'd say you're training hard enough. Um, if you're making no changes and you feel that you're regressing, you maybe need to address things and you maybe need to ramp it up a little bit. But similar to, you know, you get that one, how do you know when, it, when I'm making it, when an excuse is an excuse or I'm just making making things up? You know, you, you fucking know. <laughs> yeah. If you're making excuses, if you're if you if you're making excuses, or sorry, if you're if you're not training hard enough, you'll know you're not leaving it out there. Yeah. Like, and I'm exactly as you said. Like, you're not expect. I'm not expecting you to be doing a chest session and lying crying at the end of the session. Yeah. That's not how it works. That's not how training works. But you have a pretty good idea when you finish the session. You should have went. Could maybe I put a little bit more in the chest press. Yeah. Remember that for next time. Put the chest press up next time. Yes. Yeah. All these little judging points. I was like, that was me yesterday, actually. I just could not be fucked doing chest. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I can't be bothered. <laughs> um, but actually, this turned it into a volume session instead. Yeah. It was not a day for strength. <laughs> but, that's, but that's another real good that's another real good way of looking at it as well, though. You know, you may have a set plan about what it is that you want to achieve in that session, but when you get to that session, you might be like, actually, do you know what? I'm just going to change it up slightly. Having routine, excuse me, hiccups, having routine's great, but you have to be flexible within that routine where, yeah. and if something was to pop up, you maybe flip it up and change your training session or you change day. You, you All these things, you need to be able to be able to be smart enough to improvise and, and be flexible around these things. Yeah, um, absolutely. But generally, you'll, you'll know if you'll know if you're working hard enough. Yes. It's, you can feel it, you know, as much, although I'm going to put it out, as much as DOMS isn't a sign of a good training session, if I don't have DOMS, generally a bit disappointed oh but it's just such a nice feeling when you're sore and you can't sit in the toilet you're like oh my god my legs yeah you're trying to, try to take a seat <laughs> and you're like I need a somebody can somebody come and help I need a crane to lower me down, <laughs> to lower me down. <laughs> exactly um oh right, okay no next question after a diet phase how do you ease into a building phase um, so if you're in diet phase, you're obviously been in a, a deficit yeah. for so long or for a long period of time. Um, you then obviously need to go back into your maintenance phase for a little bit um, just to sort of stabilise the body weight and then convert into your building phase. After being in the diet phase, you might find that your maintenance phase has shifted slightly. It's not going to be the same maintenance phase that it was before after a diet phase so I definitely think you have to establish where your maintenance phase is first before you then jump straight into a building phase I would say yeah definitely especially you know if you went through a fat loss phase and you're a smaller person your maintenance is going to be lower so actually yeah. pushing into a surplus is going to be easier so but again similarly to last week's question um, similar to last week's question a lot of it's the mindset around moving from a diet phase into a building phase. 
it's getting your head yeah. prepped and ready for we're going to start to see the scale move up we're going to start to potentially see a little bit loss of definition but again that comes with that comes further down the line like yeah you know generally generally when i'm putting on size i look fuller and i feel better yeah i feel a bit fluffy yeah but abs aren't my defining factor of training no they are when i'm in a fatless phase i want to see my abs but in a building phase i want to see strength gains i want to see the muscle, the muscle being full. Yeah. I want to see. Um. I want to see vascularity. Yeah. Ladies love a vascular man. Love apparently. a vascular man. Um, but yeah, a lot of this, uh, a lot of it is, is building that mindset around your your moving from a diet phase to a building phase. Yeah. Because it is a it is, it's it is a mind screw moving from trying to cut weight to gain weight. That's a big. Yeah. That's like a That's a big U turn. It is. It definitely is. So yeah, I mean, not not only mentally but physiologically as well. You really do need to take your time with that because yeah. you can, you couldn't possibly go from a diet phase where you were maybe consuming one thousand five hundred calories and then expect your stomach and digestive system to tolerate three thousand plus. That's just not physically possible. <laughs> You're going um, to get used to the toilet, and it's not going to be number one. Yeah, I was literally going to say that. I was like, oh, no. You're going to break um, the pain. Yeah, so you need to sort of allow your stomach to and your digestive system to adjust to new calorie intakes as well. So, um, yeah. It's, it's amazing how quickly that happens. So I've been, this is week 12 of my kind of tidying up my diet, and I had a refeed on Saturday. Oh, did you now? Well, did I say a refeed? What did you eat? It wasn't really a refeed. It was like it was pizza, had, wasn't it? No, it was like I had I'd made a curry. Um, oh, made, made a curry, good. but I had like been having a hankering for uh, crisp rolls. So I had a couple of crisp rolls. Oh, that's disgusting. That's amazing. Says you with your cheese and jam fucking toasting. I can guarantee you there's people on the podcast who liked that. I bet you fiver there's more people. We'll put a po- post up a, po- a poll up and see how many prefer cheese and jam toasting or a, pro- a, cr- a crisp roll. Fine, Chris, you're not. Chris, Chris okay. roll wins. <laughs> um, I had just been having a hankering for a crisp roll, so I decided to have a crisp roll. And I got to like half through the nut. The, I, got, I got two rolls. Half through the second one was like, my stomach can't handle this. Oh, you were full. I was literally full. I'm like, and that generally doesn't happen to me. Like, I'm, it's disappointing. I'm a bottom. It's, it, <laughs> you sh- no joke, it's disappointing. I literally put the crisp roll down and went, I'm having three minutes and I'm going back to that. I'm um, just going to have a good, long, hard talk with myself. Uh, you will finish. <laughs> to, to be fair, we went out We went out for our anniversary to Kylo and we did that and I go big time so I got a, um, a porterhouse which is a shearing steak for myself yeah. and I got to like the last three bits of steak and I was sitting <sighs> <laughs> close to wretching I was like that one I can see steaks literally coming out my nose right Hamilton time to get the big boy pants on let's get oh, this shit finished yeah. up um, so, so yeah the mindset behind um, moving from diet phase to building phase is very very um, very important and exactly as you say trying to jump make too big a jump is going to just end up in like um, digestive distress and that's not fun yeah. you'll, you'll have done you know having a massive feed after competing is the worst thing uh, in the world everybody sits and goes I can't wait until I get on stage I can have three five guys fucking try it you'll be up at two o'clock in the morning yeah. and you'll shat yourself <laughs> genuinely there's nothing fun about it it's fucking horrible you'll wake up at two in the morning and be like 
oh my god there's the toilet <laughs> shit sh- literally shit shit that's exactly how it works because so your stomach goes no no absolutely not it's, we're not doing this Oh dear. But yeah, it's um, oh, yeah. There's it. some pretty um, pretty horrid, horrific things that come from that kind of stuff. Um, Our final question for this episode is Jim X. Vibram five toe shoes. But what? It, wait, what? What? It, first of all, is an X something that makes you feel sick? Something it, that just sick. makes you feel a bit. Eh. Um, or a, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a sick bit. Yeah. You gotta make it like it's like, it's like a dying sheep. Yeah. <laughs> a jibney. Vibram five toe shoes coming for me because they just right, okay. fucking give me the fear. Uh, I also I mean, like, it give me the fear, but I also want to throw a dumbbell at their feet and see if they've got any actual support. Support in there, yeah, Let's not. see how this and works. Whoa. Let's see if you've got protection on those things. <laughs> uh, well, I've odd. I have to, people who smell really bad in the gym. I understand to a certain degree you sweat. I mean, God knows I love a bit of like butt sweat and good sweat over here, but. A bit? Have you seen the size of that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking lot of sweat. Somebody's drowning in that. <laughs> I've definitely worked hard when the leggings are like a different colour, but. It's, it's, it's the smell on some people, though. Like, BO smell is rank. Yeah, I think it's. Um... Oh, and that, that you can have deodorant in your sports bag. That is okay. <laughs> I know we're all not made of money and trees don't rain 20 pound notes mm-hmm. but sometimes people need to buy some new kit because if you've got 25 year old training kit oh, that yeah. shit smells really bad as soon so as you true. warm it up so, so actually it might not even be the BO from the person but the training top that they've been that they've got and it's been cleaned it's been in the washing machine but as soon as it warms up it, all the bacteria oh. starts to smell and it just stinks like holes in it and stuff because it's been worn yeah, so much that's oh. definitely that's definitely one for me as well oh as yeah that's smell. so true actually um, other ones not so much expert things that piss me off in the gym people stand in front of the dumbbell rack like when they're doing what like just and like they'll do dumbbell they'll do like lateral raises with a set of oh, eights right, in front uh, of yeah. the forties you're like fucking move like I'm gonna fucking chuck a forty at you in a minute it's like, like you're dodging bullets just to get around them. What? Yeah, exactly. And I just, I just, I end up just being a dick and going through them. I just make them move. I'm, I'm. Do you know what? I didn't need the dumbbell that's right in front of you, but I'm going to take it now. So you have to move. Um, yeah, that people taking like, I'm all for anybody having a go at training, right? But taking a four kilo dumbbell and putting yourself in front of the fifties where people are trying to lift heavier dumbbells and you have yeah. the lightest dumbbell in the rack in front of the heaviest one, don't do that. That's just gymetic. Actually, do you know what? Gym I'm training in at the gym I've been doing a lot of training at the moment. Uh-huh. Gymetic is fucking awful. Oh, really? So if you're, like, if... Take note of this, people, right? I'm not going to say the gym, but is it that one? Uh, no. I'm pointing at it. Uh, no. the, other, <laughs> the other one. Oh, the other one. The other one. <laughs> um, if you... If someone is using a squat rack, and there are weights plates on the squat rack. Don't just fucking come up and take the weight plates off the squat rack. Wait until they finish their set and go, do you mind if I can take the five? And if they go, yeah, that's fine. This, honestly, this gym is like, I'm sitting. Oh, I know what you mean, right. Like, okay, so yeah, I, yeah. I'm not, I, if you come up, if I'm going to take a weights plate, I'll wait till they finish their set. Absolutely. And I'll be like, do you mind if I take the two and a half? And if they say, oh, no, I'm using it. I'm like, that's fine, perfect, I'll go and find another one. Or yes. they're like, yeah, of course you can don't just go up and take it because you don't know what the person's using so like they may have 15 two and a halves but etiquette is 
Excuse me. Do you just mind to ask. I, do you yeah. mind if I take the two and a half? And yeah. I'm quite easily distracted as well. If if I was deadlifting and somebody walks into your line of, of sight, yeah, yeah. I, that would really throw me off. So there was a I, I worked in a council gym in Edinburgh, um, and it was full of. The best way to describe it is a ya. So a ya's a posh kid. They're posh kids, they go to private school. <laughs> is the best way to describe them. And Ew, they generally don't have very many manners when they first come to the gym. So I'm saying, I'm squatting, squatting 140, 150. This is a long time ago. Little Fanny keeps walking across the back of the platform, like on the platform that I'm squatting. Oh, you're squatting on ass, that's so, just throw me. Um, well, just wait. So I get to the end of my set, and I'm like, this guy's fucking doing so he walked across the back of the platform and I just shed the bar <laughs> I, the, I just dropped the bar off my back ended. hit the ground and went through his through his legs so he ended up on like did a backflip and landed on the thing <laughs> and I just turned took my headphones out and went that's why you don't walk over a fucking Olympic fucking lifting rack asshole and he was like sitting looking at me never did it again sometimes yeah, people sure. need to be taught yeah. unfortunately that's how it works but yeah, there's um, a. Yeah. We could be here for a while with your mix. Yeah, you there's could a lot actually. Of them. That's quite a lot. Smells de- is definitely one. Smells I always good. generally I'm like before even I might not even smell bad, but I'll just put a wee squish of deodorant on. Oh, a, wee oh, bit, a wee bit of old spice. Old I old. love a man in the gym who smells delicious. I'm just like, oh, oh, oh. he smells lovely. <laughs> that <laughs> might take you off your training. I'm deadlifting. Oh, I'm turning around. He smells nice. Remember <laughs> that guy in the, the gym we went to? He smelled like chocolate. Like, oh, he smells like chocolate. I could just eat him up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a different gimmick. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's quite, there's, there is quite, there's, there's a lot of gimmicks to be fair, um, and there's a lot of issues that you have training in gyms. But yeah, for me, I think it's just a case of sometimes pointing these out to people. Maybe not the BO. That's not your job if you're if you're not no, working. If you, if you work in the gym and you are well aware that somebody smells. You should really go over and say to them, Do you mind going and going and be squishing deodorant or something? Or if you But at the same point, like gym etiquette, I'm quite happy to point out gym etiquette in a gym I, that I've that I'm just a member of. I'll turn around and go, see next time you ask for the weights plate. Don't just fucking take it. Um there's us obviously you kinda have to be a certain person to bring yeah, to do. pull people up on these things. And I'm big enough and ugly enough that I can do it, so it works. Yeah, that's but, fair. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think um, there are quite a lot of there are quite a lot of um, kind of etiquette things in the gym that do really annoy me. Um, really annoy me. Yeah. It's, um, it's quite sad. And I think as well, actually, to be fair, they should have a lot of these gym etiquette things up on posters on the wall. Well, they used to do that in places, but now they don't really do that. Yeah, actually. you know, put your weights away. Don't just leave them out. Yeah. Like, fucking mum's not here to pick up after you. You put your shit away yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, then obviously you've got the other side of stuff where you've got things like the actual gym kit itself uh, from the staff like with the gym that I've been training at um, very clean but the problem is is that they clean the collars on the on the insides of the the weights plates with um, fucking cleaning fluid so try to get a weights plate on is like it's like <laughs> sanding like, use some WD-40 for Christ's sake give them a wee rinse down there's loads of simple stuff but yeah <laughs> Interesting. Oh, Gym it. X is always fun, but my biggest X still the Vibram the Five. Vibram. <laughs> I just see if something speaks to me. I just, I just can't see anything but Kermit. <laughs> mm. 
I'm my own business. Like, honestly, just no. Uh, Vibrams, no. And then fitness professionals and Vibrams, no. Oh, yeah. Just no, leave. <laughs> time to go, time to go. But yes, anyway, that's us at the end of episode four. That's episode four. Yeah. Um, and you can ca- catch us on, what are you on Instagram? Shred with Shona. And I'm Andy at ES, uh, Andy underscore ESG Fitness. Uh, if you want any, any, um, if you have any questions for the podcast, please fire them in. Yeah. Please give us a rating as well. We're now at the point where we can get rated on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Woo-hoo. Just gives us a little bit more viewability by people who maybe not, don't listen to us. <laughs> and if you're li- listening to the podcast, screenshot it, like it, share it, tag us in it, and we'll be more than happy to. Hit it. We'll be more than uh, delighted that you're sharing our knowledge. Yeah. So, anyway, have a great one. Thanks.